Imagine the reaction of the family. The father-in-law, the mother-in-law. Her, I mean, like, like, what would Hosea's mom and dad say about that? Like, like, what, are you crazy, son? You just got rid of her. That was, I mean, that's an answer to our prayers. And you're buying her back? Like, just imagine this guy. His pride and, and the need to dig down deep in his heart for mercy. The second one I thought about is God. Here it comes, friend. But I don't know what will come my way Rise or fall, your love will see me through it all Opportunity and challenge like your word Directs me to what's right And spurs me on right through the fight With the promise of new life Well, good evening, everyone. My name is John McKenzie, and you're listening to A Word with God. I'd encourage everyone to open their their Bibles to Hosea chapter 3 and 4 while we go through God's Word together. Uh, Now, this is the fifth message in the series on Hosea, and uh, you're definitely going to want to have your Bibles open. This time, we're going to be going through two chapters uh, that Stan has for this week. Wow, that's a lot. For you, that's a lot. Did some crazy person decide to do that? That, that That would be you. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let's just pass on that then. There we go. Uh, so Stan, you, you had in here, and I want to ask you a question. Is betrayal a part of love? Is that just something that's just a natural part of love in life? Yeah. I, it, it's because we none of us are perfect. None of us keep our word all the time. None of us are exactly what we should be all the time. And, and we just naturally human part of us naturally betrays i mean it's like have you ever have you ever stood a girlfriend up or not been there on time or and, and betrayed some girl yes. okay. <laughs> i could just think but, of a whole bunch of times not okay, showing up we on should time, just yeah. move on from that then. but anyway <laughs> that's just part of the human condition so are we ready to go tonight yeah we're ready to go let's awesome. get started and again everyone we're going to be going through hosea chapter uh, three and four right now so uh, get your bibles open and let's get started turbo speed I hope you have your Bibles with you this morning. I hope they're open. I hope you're ready to mark them up and get into it because God's Word is why we're here. It's what it's all about, the worship of the amazing God and the Word He's given us. He speaks into our life. It's like God didn't just wind it up, set it off, and go, okay, go for it. Figure it out on your own. It's like He's very clear, and He's very involved, and He is very much in love with you, and I hope that you can grab that as we... uh, walk through the scriptures this week. In fact, we've been doing a lot uh, uh, of talking about God's love, and we're going to continue to do it. The previous weeks, we learned that divorce is a very accurate picture of how God feels about his people when they betray his love. And if you're breathing in and out, you're going to experience betrayal. In fact, you will be the betrayer. You will betray people. It's just going to happen. It's part of the human condition. But the bottom line is he loves you. He is really into you. He is into your life. He wants to know you. He wants to enter in and make a difference. He's not absent. Some of us grew up with absent parents, absent fathers, absent mothers. 
But God is not that kind of father. And if that's your picture of a father or a mother, it's really hard to flush that and grab onto the kind of God that we have. But even when you betray him, even when you don't do what you say you're going to do, when you fall short, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, God is still in love with you immensely and is pursuing you. Number two we looked at last week is that we're to maintain a loving heart through the pain of betrayal. God's our example of a loving heart in the midst of betrayal because when you and I betray him, when we betray his love, when we fall short, his heart is, is fully into loving us. He doesn't say, oh, well, I mean, when you get better, come back and speak to me. He enters in right now in the present. And um, this week we're going to look at two things. We're going to be in chapter 3 and 4. So we're biting off a little bit of a chunk here. Uh, we don't want to be here to Christmas, so we need to get moving. First thing we're going to look at is pay the cost for reconciliation. Pay the cost for reconciliation. And then secondly, is don't let entertainment, don't put entertainment and sex in the center of your life. If you put those things at the center of your life, you will crash and burn. Because it will take you off track and you will not be the man of God, the woman of God that, that you are to be. There's one who sits at the center of your life. If you're a follower of Jesus, it's him and his word. And uh, so today we're going to look a little bit in it, into that section. Beginning with uh, co the cost. I was thinking of the cost of relational breakdowns this week. And, and so I was doing a little bit of research online. And, uh, and uh, the lawyers in Canada do very good over relational breakdowns. Right now in Canada, uh, this coming year, the... Uh, Average uncontested divorce would cost you lawyer's fees alone $1,740. A contested divorce, the average in Canada is $23,730 on a contested divorce. Separation agreement, $2,500. Child custody and support, $15,950. The cost of relational breakdown is expensive. God doesn't want that for you. He has some other things in mind for you and not that kind of a cost. Hosea chapter 3, the context, the beginning, remember we started off, the economy was strong and the, I mean, things were going great and Hosea was, he was this nagging voice in the wilderness that God was going to you know, begin to call in his markers. And nobody believed him. By now, the economy is failing. Things are starting to slide as we start into chapter 3. And so chapter 3, verse 1, we're going to look at that God loves you even though you have been unfaithful. God loves you even though you've been unfaithful. For the Lord, Yahweh, said to me, that's Hosea, go again, love, this is this family love, this determined love, go again, love a woman, it's referring to Gomer here, who is loved by her husband. Some insight. Hosea loved her. Even though all these things had gone south, even all those things had gone wrong, he still loved her. And we look at him and we go like, Hosea, what is in your mind? Your wife has become a prostitute. She's sleeping around town. Like, you can't trust her. How can you still love this woman? But he does. There's the insight. Go again and love this woman who is loved by her husband, yet an adulteress, even as in the same way... There's a comparison here that Yahweh loves the sons of Israel. God's the same. 
God's going to set this up as a huge example. And, and, and though they love, turn to other gods, though they love raisin cakes, this idea of raisin cakes is the, the pagan fertility worship that they were involved in. They, they love this stuff. They love being a part of this sin that they had brought into their life. God says there's really no difference between what Gomer's doing and, and what the whole nation was doing. Well, number two, God loves you enough to buy you back, verses two to five. God loves you enough to buy you back. So, in response to God's command, I bought her back. I bought her for myself. For 15 shekels of silver, it's half the price of a slave. And an omer of, and a half of barley, it's 100 gallons, Tom, 100 gallons of barley. Here's three things. Through debt or worse, she'd become a slave. She was owned by another and was sent out to work as a prostitute. Whether she had gotten into financial trouble, whether something had, something had gone wrong, she left her husband thinking there was a much better deal out there than the husband that she had. And somehow she ended up in slavery and being enslaved to these ones who were working her. Then I said to her, after he had redeemed her, you shall stay with me for many days. Hosea was not into a quick, we'll see if this works out. He was like, he was in it. You're going to stay with me many days. This is, this is a long-term deal. It's not going to happen quickly. Number two, your wandering is over. This is going to stop. He goes on, you shall not play the harlot nor shall you have a man, so I will always be toward... I'm going to be your guy. You're not going to have to go looking for other men to fill your life. You're not going to be looking at other places for love and security. You can come to me. I am the guy who's going to do that. Number three, I'm going to be the only man in your life. Four, because to the same, in the same way, what's going on here, God is going to make the application for Israel here. Four, the sons of Israel will remain for many days without king or prince. You're going to belong to another. There's the parallel. Gomer belonged to another man. She had to be bought back by Hosea. Israel's going to belong to other nations. She's going to need to be redeemed and brought back. Without sacrifice, we're talking of the temple, or sacred pillar, these are these the sensual worship they were involved in without an ephod, meaning a priest, or household idols, teraphim. Remember Jacob and, and Rachel, Le or Rebecca, I get those two mixed up. Jacob's with Rachel, right? Yeah, Leah and Rachel. Remember she takes the household idols with her of, 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 of Uncle Laban and they get in trouble? That's the idols that they're talking about. Basically what they're saying, everything spiritually is going to go south for you. The new thing, the old thing, you're going to be standing there going, what's going on in my life? Why am I so distant from God? Why can't I connect? Why won't these things come together? They're in spiritual limbo. Verse 5, after, there's an end to this mess. Afterward, the sons of Israel will return and seek Yahweh, their God, and David, their king. Talking about Messiah there, we know that to be Jesus. And they will come trembling, idea of fear and awe to the Lord and his goodness in the last days. Are these last days? 
we've been kicking that around a lot as elders, that these are the last days. Well, one of the things that will be signs of the last days is that Israel will turn to Jesus. They will turn to their Messiah. They will get that Jesus was the son of David and that he is their Messiah. And this is right in Hosea. I don't know about you, but I'm already looking at summer, John. Are you kind of a summer person or a winter person? <laughs> I've already had my shorts on. You already had your shorts <laughs> yeah, so I'm on. I'm ready to rock and roll. And you, got, you guys have kids too, right? Yeah. Well, Evangelical Community Church, we love kids. And we're already beginning to plan our vacation Bible school for the summer. We've got things for kids going on, things for youth going on. In fact, we would love to invite you to just to check us out at Evangel Community Church. Evangel Community Church is at... 112 Spadina Road West. And again, we're right near St. Mary's Hospital. So we're almost across the road from it. See you there. Paying the cost. I was doing some thinking about paying the cost. And for Hosea, there was humiliation, what was going on in his family life. I mean, everybody knew. It was not that big of a town. There was the cost of, and the resources it took to buy Gomer back. Imagine the reaction of the neighbors. Imagine the reaction of the family. The father-in-law, the mother-in-law. Her, you know, I mean, like, like, what would Hosea's mom and dad say about that? Like, like, what, are you crazy, son? You just got rid of her. That was, I mean, that's an answer to our prayers. And you're buying her back? Like, just imagine this guy. His pride and and the need to dig down deep in his heart for mercy. The second one I thought about is God. And how God responds to us in our betrayal. And, and, and we are wandering in a foreign land. And we are owned by someone else until we come to Jesus. And it cost God his son. It cost God his... I mean, he put everything he had into winning you and I back. And he loves us even through that betrayal that we so many times fall into. But down here about our marriages, it's going to cost time and energy and resources. It may cost resources for counseling. It may cost resources to rebuild relationship. You may be, you may be going on, uh, on this marriage retreat. You may be just starting a date night. You, it, like it, you have to set aside the hurts from the past. It's going to cost you that. Sometimes you just have to start clean and you have to take the past and you have to set it over here and say, it's, it's, the past is in the past, it's behind me. It means burning the scorecard, maybe. Men are really bad at this. We keep score. And we get to the list and every hurt and everything that was said and, and every slight and all these things add up, they pile up. Maybe it means changing your expectations. Saying, well, I thought it was going to be like this, but it's not going to be like this. There's a cost. There's a cost to moving forward. Well, Hosea chapter 4, God loves you enough to get specific. God loves you enough to get specific, verses 1 to 3. First thing we look at is that God is not uh, capricious. He is gathering the evidence of your spiritual condition, verses 1 and 2. Listen to the word of the Lord. The Son's O sons of Israel, for the Lord is a, has a case, idea of a dispute, a quarrel. God's got some specifics in mind against the inhabitants of the land. 
Why? Why has he built this case? Because there is, and he's got three things here, no faithfulness. The idea of faithfulness there is truth. They bought into error. They bought into lie. There was no faithfulness there. No faithfulness, no kindness. The idea of goodness, of shame. Actions were affected by their decisions. Or knowledge, no understanding of God. And they, they mix this thing of Baal worship and Yahweh worship. And they, they were just inconsistent. And kind of whatever came their way, they said, oh, we'll go for that. Let's try that. Let's add this in. Let's mix and match. And we were at the market yesterday. I love going to the market up at St. Jacob's. And you can mix and match two boxes for $5. And they had some of the best tomato and bacon sandwiches. You like tomato and bacon sandwiches? They had tomatoes there and green beans there. And you could mix and match. But, and by the end of the day, you could mix and match like five for five. Five boxes of strawberries or five boxes of strawberries or blueberries or five boxes of strawberries, blueberries, blackberries, or Raspberries, the red things. Raspberries. Mix and match. No. No. God got specific. There was no faithfulness. There's no kindness. There's no knowledge. They traded the knowledge. Mixing and matching whatever they wanted into their life. Yeah, whatever. And here's the, here's the list. God gets really specific here. There is, and here's God's list, swearing. Now, that's not cussing. But that's taking an oath before God implied that you're lying, but you're, you know, you're putting your hand on the Bible and saying, you know, before God Almighty, I'll lie. Liar. Number two, deception. Plain outright lying. Lying through your teeth. Murder. Could be physically murder, could be, could be murdering with words. Stealing. Getting what isn't yours and adultery. It's the husband or the wife of another. They employ violence. This word violence, it's very strange. It's, it's brutality. They're brutal people. They really don't care about anybody else. They just care about their own thing. And, and so that bloodshed follows bloodshed. It's the picture of wine flowing out. Brutality flows like wine in their midst. Put down here when the spiritual condition of enough people become depraved. Critical masses reached, and it affects the entire nation. And that's where they were at. That scares me. It scares me to death in our nation. The things that we don't even bat an eye over any longer. The sin that heaps up pile upon pile. I thought of Romans where it says there's a coming a time when good will be called evil and evil will be called good. And I think we're there. If we're not there, we're just on the edge of it. Where good is called evil and evil is called good. The betrayal, the betrayal piles up. Therefore, because these things are true, the land mourns. Romans also says the earth moans under sin. The earth moans under the sin, the weight of sin. The land mourns and everyone who lives in it languishes. It means to be weak, to, to droop, to be exhausted. They wear themselves out sinning. You drive down through the streets late at night on a Saturday night or a Friday night and you can see a nation and a population that wears themselves out sinning. Along with the beasts of the field and the birds of the sky and also the fish of the sea disappear. The point is that everything is affected by sin. The betrayal of mankind to God, the betrayal of the wicked to God, it affects the whole creation 
the whole works. Romans 5, 11 and 12 says, And not only this, but we also exalt in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we now receive the reconciliation. Therefore, just as though one through one man sin entered into the world, and death through sin, and so death spread to all men because all have sinned. Sin affects everybody. Well, D, God loves you enough to hold you accountable, especially those in leadership, verses 4 to 13. First thing we're going to look at is we try to uh, excuse and minimalize our actions. That's the first thing we do. We try to excuse and minimalize our actions. Yet, even though these, these things are going on, even though they're true, these great acts of sin, yet let no one find fault. No one will stand up uh, to sin and say what's going on around them. They'll, they'll not speak against it. And let none offer reproof. It means to prove, decide, judge. Nobody's even going to judge it. Oh, it's just, whatever. That kind of attitude. For your people are like those who contend with the priests. There were, there were those who would try to work with, you know, so like, like, why do you say that's bad? Your sons are doing it too, so why don't we, like, it's, don't stop preaching about that. Just let it go. And you do your thing, I'll do my thing. I'll pretend you're okay, you pretend I'm okay. We'll all get along, sing kumbaya, and, and, and everything will be fine. Get rid of this guilt thing going on. That's what they're saying. Just let it go. Let's get rid of it. Yet, yeah, you will find no fault, and let none offer rep- uh, reproof, for your people are like those who contend with the priest. This is a national conspiracy. I put down here from Gomer's perspective, uh, those in sin's grip surround themselves with those who are like-minded. Those who are caught in sin's grip surround themselves with those who are like-minded. If I'm sitting here sinning and I'm not, you know, if I'm disobeying God in the area and my brother Oral, I mean, that, that really hits him and he's like, like, Stan, why are you doing that? Why are you hanging out? Now? I mean, why? Like, that's wrong. God said, don't you know God's, and I'm just like, Oral, like, just like, I'm not, I'm, I'm going to be, I'm, I don't want to be your friend anymore. I'm going to hang out with Aaron. Him and I can go do this together and he doesn't bother me one bit about it. So we'll do our thing. Okay, Aaron? That's the mentality. They separate themselves. Be careful. Be careful in your walk when people are saying, you know what, this is not, and, and you go to look for other friends. That's a deadly thing to do to remove the voice of reason out of your life. Look at Lamentations uh, 4, 12 to 14. The same thing uh, was going to happen to Judah. They were going to hit in the same place. They're, they're going to get to the point where they're just like, they're leaders who should be speaking truth to them are going to wander around with their eyes closed and not say a word. I mean, Jeremiah ran into that. So Stan, this is a really powerful message that we're going through right now, and it's talking about determined love, which I really like, right? Mm-hmm. Um, here's, I've got three questions I want to ask you, and they're, and they're different times that people who are in either a marriage that's not working, a, a, you know, a, a relationship that's not working, and how they deal with it. So the, the first question I had was, let's just go through the idea of a family that they're looking at separation. They're thinking about divorce. There's that tug of war with the children and the possessions. What, what is Hosea and what's God saying through Hosea right now hmm. that can help those people out? I think we have to even broaden it beyond Hosea because okay. we, have, we have some mandates in Scripture of safety. 
So if, if my children are unsafe or it's an unsafe situation, then I, I could separate and pull out of that situation, giving God room to work in the other person's heart. Now, I don't do that flippantly. I don't do that lightly. And, and there just mm-hmm. has to be a clarity there that, that this is not a, this is not a, I would say an uncomfortable or an annoying environment, but it's an, it's an unsafe environment. Right. And so, you know, Hosea really trusted God to enter in and make some changes. And, and Gomer was at a point where she was willing to turn around too. I mean, she, she decided to, to follow him home. Yep. And so I would say, you know, one that you have to, you have to ascertain is there, is there a safety problem? Number two, um, and I just talked to somebody just this week, is that you never know what God's doing in the other person's heart. And sometimes we get in our head that it's just, it's just a certain way or they're, they're, they're never going to change or, or there's, just, there's only one way out of this. And in reality, there may be many alternatives to the situation. So I would, I would say get good counsel. Mm. You know, get a good pastor, a good counselor uh, in your life. Scripture says in the counsel of many, there's wisdom. And so you got to be careful. You know, don't go to your Uncle Fred who, who's had like, you know, two divorces and it's got a really hot temper. Right. Go to somebody who's, you know, grounded in God's work. In fact, I heard, maybe it was you, John, the other night said like to see somebody who's doing it well, go to them. Right. Not somebody who's like messing it up. Yeah, and I think it's nice to have that outside perspective on it, right? And that's, mm-hmm. where, and that's where God's word comes in too. Right. You know, when you're in a situation... Sometimes you you know you're you're in it and it's hard to see you know the forest through the trees so to speak. Absolutely right. Um, you know, and and I'll tell you something I I really like about this message as well is the idea of the redemptive part of it, hmm. right? And yeah. and I've actually seen I know now personally uh, people where you know there was a, a tear there was a relationship break there was you know these type of things that have happened and that reconciliation and 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 to watch that happen. Mm-hmm. It's like watching a miracle. It's like watching something that that's coming from God, which is just so nice to see. It has to be from God, John. I yeah. mean, who naturally ha- has reconciliation on them? Like after you've been betrayed, after you've mm-hmm. been hurt, it's about getting out of there. It's about paying back. It's about I never want to be in this position again, or I never want to be in this position with this person again. And yet it's only God who can enter in and change our hearts to that redemptive thing, which is His thing. Redemption is a God thing, and you do not find that in the world. You don't find that anywhere but in the heart of God. That spills over into the heart of the follower of Jesus. Great. Well, thanks again for the message, Stan. And uh, for those listening, next week we're going to continue, of course, through uh, Hosea. And again, thanks for listening. And remember, don't end your day without a word with God. Fall, your love will see.